In the name of the glorious Trinity, Father and Son and Holy Spirit, forever. Amen. Glory be to the everlasting mercies which sent you to us, O Christ, the light of the world and the life of all. Give us wisdom by your law and enlighten our impulses by your knowledge. Sanctify our souls by your truth and grant that we may be obedient to your words and may fulfill your commandments at every hour. O you who enlightens the rational with the knowledge of your greatness, do enlighten, O my Lord, our thoughts, that we may meditate upon your holy and divine scriptures at all times, O Lord of all, Father and Son and Holy Spirit forever. Amen. Happy New Year, everyone. Ooh, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have said that too loud for those who have a hangover and you're trying to drink your coffee and I'm going to speak softly so that I don't irritate your your brains and your minds. But in any case, a Happy New Year to you all, um, um, however you celebrated it, um, in the um, uh, various venues at home with family and friends as we rang in this new year of 2024. <clears throat> and I always uh, recommend and um, pray that um, our prayer entering this new year was Thy will be done. The Lord's will be done. And this is a, um, uh, one of my suggested New Year's resolutions. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, I want to help you find one. I want to suggest and recommend and encourage you and challenge you actually with this New Year resolution that the Lord's will be done. Razayit Maria Paishtumama. Now first and foremost, working on resigning um, on the Lord's will, waiting for the Lord's will, accepting the Lord's will, um, takes a little bit of work, beloved. Um, and the Lord's will is obviously God's divine plan and purpose for humanity and creation. Why? Because according to Genesis 1, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning, God. Did you hear that? I'm going to raise my voice a little bit for those who, are, who don't have a, uh, a hangover, but... In the beginning, or in the beginning, <laughs> in the beginning, God. Not primordial soup, not blend of gases, not a broth of organic molecules, not amino acids, etc. God. And I think those who've read up on evolution know what I was talking about. God, praise and, praise and glory be to his name. But how do you resign to God's will if you are not aware of it? You know, many people ask, what's God's will for me, Rabbi? How do I know what is God's will and what is from God, what is not from God? That's going to be another episode, actually. But how do we determine? How do you determine? How do you discern? How do you distinguish the will of God? How do we begin to do this to 
try to understand and distinguish the will of God. Well, let me tell you, off the bat, we will never, ever understand completely in its fullness the will of God, the plans of God, the works of God. Why? Because our minds are limited. They are limited by IQ measures, right? Our minds are limited. And we cannot limit God. We cannot limit an unlimited God. We cannot claim that we know exactly and completely because then we have limited God to our own understanding. But we can try to have an understanding through prayer and according to God's revelation to us, what God grants us to understand. And to do this, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm coming, um, I'm coming off a flu um, just a few a week ago, so bear with me. I'm going to, I'm going to be coughing and, and clearing my throat. Excuse me. And what better time than the new year when we make resolutions? And, you know, it's unfortunate and a little bit sad that our resolutions are always tailored to our looks. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to um, get my health back in order. I'm going to get my friendship back in order, what have you. I think sometimes we leave the relationship between God and ourselves to last. But what better time than now when you get over your hangover, when you've had your coffee, when we have um, completed listening to this episode, don't just switch off your phone or your radio, or no, what radio, your, um, you know, your laptop, your phone, and then just start conversing with other people about how uh, great the New Year's Eve party was. No, spend at least five to ten minutes and ponder on what we're going to speak about, beloved, because... Now is the time to make these serious or this serious, genuine, live-affecting resolution where everything is basically going to be reset, renewed, renovated. Now let's start off with what St. Paul writes in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And here is the key. Here is the answer on how do I find out what is God's will. Well, be transformed Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Be transformed by the renovation or the renewal of your minds. And I'll add the word then. And then you shall distinguish what is the good, acceptable and perfect will of God. So let's begin this year with a renovation process, a renewing process of our minds, thoughts, deeds and actions. What does that mean? Now, when you renew or when you renovate, first and foremost, you examine what needs to be replaced, what needs to be changed, what needs to be torn down. Let's begin to examine our lifestyle, our habits, our outlook on life, that is the world, while keeping in mind always that there are two worlds. There are two worlds. There is now and then, this and another, there is here and there. And also that each of these worlds, each each of these lives or ages has its own form, has its own pattern, has its own formula, has its own style to which we, in one way or another, conform to, we settle into or go with the flow. 
And what I'm talking about is this present life and the tangible, season, seeable, desirable things which are in it, and also the eternal life to come and the unseeable, intangible things that are reserved in it. And in relations to both of these worlds, St. Paul writes in the second epistle to Corinthians, chapter 4, verse 18, for we do not rejoice, take heed to what he's saying, we do not rejoice in those things that are seen, but in these things that are unseen we rejoice. Because things seen are time-related, but those things that are unseen are eternal. Now here, since St. Paul is instructing that we are to transform, to renew our minds, we are hinted that one of these two worlds is getting old, is getting rugged, it's being damaged, is heading for destruction, wickedness. And for this reason, we should focus and conform to the virtues, the benefits of the other, which is eternal. <clears throat> Putting it simply, what this present world has to offer is more wickedness than good, beloved, more destruction than construction, more heartbreak than healing, more bad than good. What this present world has to offer, understand and be assured to know that it is most definitely passing away. It will pass away. And St. Peter writes in his second epistle, chapter 3, verses 11 to 13, As therefore all these things are to be destroyed, it is right for you to be in your way of life as those who are holy and in the worship of God, while you expect and eagerly desire the coming of the day of God, in which the heavens, being tested by fire, the heavens, Shmeya, shall be dissolved, and the elements set on fire shall melt but according to his promise, we look for the new heavens and the new earth in which dwells righteousness. That's why I love and I sometimes chant my brother Fernando Ortega's Christian song, You can have all this world. Oh my, that was bad. That was a flat note, wasn't it, Stephen? Well, you have to sympathize with me. I have a flu. But give me Jesus. There you go. Now, going back to what Paul was saying, beloved, that those things that are we can see are limited. We covered this. Remember in one of those episodes, we spoke about this, that the happiness, the happiness, not the joy, the happiness this world has to offer is circumstantial, it's conditional and temporal as opposed to the concrete and unconditional joy the eternal world has waiting for those who have lived a pious life with the Lord Jesus Christ and have tried their utmost best and continue to toil, to suffer, to go through challenges of life, to appease God for the day of salvation. 
So this year, beloved, let us change our view of this temporal world by renewing not only our minds, but our thoughts, our words, our deeds, and our actions. How, you may ask? By the practicing wisdom, which is the fear of the Lord, and reflection on the Word of God, being both Jesus Christ, the Word of God, and the Holy Scriptures, the written Word of God, and also the spiritual understandings of the laws, the new laws. You see, the more we read the Scriptures daily, and you know, yes, we have our apps and we get all these um, daily devotional um, uh, verses and with a little commentary. No, no, no. Actually, tangibly, you know, I like tangibly reading the scriptures, opening the Bible, not on your apps and on your phones, because while you're reading your holy scriptures, bang, you receive a message and then there's a disruption and you see an, you see an advertisement, there's another disruption and evil will start working to def- devour your time that you're spending on the scriptures. No, no, no. Put away your phone. And I'm not going to recommend, I command, (laughs) I instruct you to put away your phones and open your Holy Scriptures, the book, the actual tangible pages, books, and read, because you're not going to get any messages there, because your phone is put on silent, right? There's no advertisements for the book of the Bible. You're not going to receive a page that's going to come up and say, hey, buy these trousers. No, 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 no. You're going to actually concentrate on on the written words. The more we read the scriptures daily and properly, I will add, and the greater our understanding becomes, the more we are renewed always and every day. The more our wrongs, our sins, our faults, our transgressions, our foolishness are exposed and revealed to us. Why? So that we may Admit, confess, be forgiven. Admit, confess, repent, be forgiven, be cleansed, and be absolved. Jesus writes this, uh, speaks this in Matthew chapter 22, 29. His response to the Sadducees who didn't believe in the resurrection, but they try to come and argue with him about the resurrection. Hypocrites. Listen to what he says. Now let's forget about the Sadducees. They're gone. This is you and I now. You do err. That means you stumble because you do not understand the scriptures, neither the mighty works of God. And again, Christ instructs in John chapter 5, verse 39, search the scriptures, for in them you hope that you have eternal life, and they testify concerning me. You want to know the will of God? You want to renew your mind so that you will discern the will of God. Read the Holy Scriptures. Read it properly. Again, I command you, I instruct you, I may not be your parish priest. You may not be from the Assyrian Church of the East. You may not even be a Christian, but I am still going to command you as a spiritual, as a a servant of God, a spiritual counselor, that you commence to properly and every day, daily, read your Bibles properly, open the Bible, put your phones aside. You see, 
the mind which is lethargic, sluggish, disconnected toward the Holy Scriptures, and the exercise of spiritual knowledge will experience extreme difficulties, beloved. If you're not exercising a knowledge of the Spirit, meaning having a relationship with God to understand what God's will is, what God's commands are, what God's promises are, what God's warnings are. And when you're disconnected from the Holy Scriptures, I assure you, and I'm sorry to rain on your parade, if you ever thought, no, that's okay, no, I'm going to rain on your parade. I'm going to give you a a headache now. I'm going to scream a little bit, right? And I'm going to tell you that you will experience extreme difficulties in renewing yourself at all, in knowing the will of God at all. You see, that's why people, beloved, are mistaking when they claim they know the will of God when actually they don't. At no time, let me tell you this, and listen to this, beloved, at no time has God ever accepted compromised, being vague and uncertain when it comes to sin at no time. He despises, he hates sin. God has never, listen carefully, God has never blessed the sin and the sinner who is engaged in the sin. The only blessings graciously made available and provided in abundance to a sinner are those of confession, repentance, forgiveness, absolution, and acceptance into his household, his flock, his church. Today, today, and my mind has not ceased from being baffled and boggled, beloved, We want to impart God's blessings upon the sinner who is actively, joyfully, willfully, and without any conviction or hesitation whatsoever engaged in his or her sin. We today want to make it okay to impart God's blessing, meaning God is appeased, God is pleased, God is accepting your sin. You know why, beloved? Let me tell you. Let me tell you why. Because they claim they know the Holy Scriptures, but they do not know the Holy Scriptures. They claim, they claim that they can see, but they are blind. Jesus put it simply. Luke chapter 3 verse 13. I say to you, all of you, also shall likewise be destroyed, not blessed. Not, um, okay, I'm going to bless you, but because you want blessing, no, 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 no. No sugarcoat, no wishy-washy, no, no, no. All of you also likewise will be destroyed unless you repent, came from the life-giving precious mouth of our Lord and our Saviour, Jesus Christ. This because 
They do not know the scriptures because we don't know the scriptures. And to renew our minds, our thoughts, our hearts, so that we know the will of God, we know the holiness, the truth of God's ways and precepts, we need to begin a life of scripture reading, beloved. And this is going to be the resolution. And this resolution, when executed consistently, seriously, wholeheartedly, properly, then and only then will we be able to distinguish what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Hence we pray, thy will be done. We don't pray this because we came up with these prayers, beloved. This is not a prayer of, Lord Jesus, come in my heart. Oh, I love you so much, Jesus. No, no, no. This prayer, and it's it's so sad, some Christians who claim, well, Christians, uh, you know, at times are mocking the Lord's Prayer. Oh, all you do is pray the Lord's Prayer. You know, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If I continue to pray the Lord's Prayer until the Lord returns and his will is done in my life, I will be saved. I will enter the kingdom of heaven. I don't need to preach to God in my prayers. I don't need to tell God what vertebrate in my back is hurting me so that he can heal me. No, God knows this, right? And that's why Jesus taught us this prayer. Thy will be done. And when we want to do the will of God, when we first want to know the will of God, we need to change our mindset. According to St. John Chrysostom, this may mean, he writes, either that we should be renewed in order to learn what is beneficial for us, or that if we learn what is useful for us, we shall be renewed. Six of one and half a dozen of the other, as they say. Do you guys use that term here, Stephen? Six of one, half a dozen. Okay, my Aussie friends know what I'm talking about. Six of one, half a dozen. They're both the same. So we say six of one, half a dozen of the other, right? And that's what St. John, uh, John Chrysostom is saying. And according to one of the church fathers, Origin of Alexandria, listen to what he says. That sometimes God will allow, it is his will, but then it is not perfect, not God's will, what we receive, God wills to give us because of his love, his care, and his mercies and compassion, even though what he wills and allows to happen and to we, uh, allows us to accept is at times not perfect because it's our will. And Origen brings the example of the Israelites in 1 Samuel chapter 8, verses 4 to 22, who asked for Saul to be anointed as king. When you read those verses, God is saying, listen, let me put it this way. Listen, why do you need the king for? They're going to divide you. They're going to tax you. They're going to put some pressures on you. I'm your God. I am your king. But they insisted, no, we want a king like every other nation. God said, okay, choose for yourself a king and anoint. And he was anointed. God's will was done in granting them their request. But God was angry at the people because they refused to have him as their king. And he, and they, and he ordered a man to be set over them as king. So sometimes when we ask and we're not receiving, it's not that God doesn't want to give it to us. 
It's that God knows that if I give it to you, this is no good for you. This is not going to be beneficial for you. But because we plead and plead and plead like the prodigal son, the father says, okay, I will give it to you. But you'll see what will happen. So God's will, beloved, that when we ask, when we pray, when we seek, not only that it is will, the will of God, but that it is perfect and acceptable to God as well. Lord, I pray, I pray for, um, I pray that I find a partner and a, and a, a fiancé and I, I, I want to be married, Lord, but let it be acceptable for you that when I do find that person, that person is acceptable and is truly pleasing to you. And not only because of your gracious, loving care that you provide for me, Father, but I want that that provision to be according to a perfect will. And then you have to resign to God's perfect will and not complain every time. I kept praying and I prayed. I've been praying for 10 years. You maybe have to pray for another 20 years or maybe for even 99 years. 99 years Abraham and Sarah were praying. Zechariah and Elizabeth were waiting for a child. And when God gave them that child, it was God's will. He provided them with a child, but it was pleasing. It was acceptable and it was perfect because it was completely in his will and not like the prodigal son. So in this year of 2024, beloved, let me recommend this to you. Commit to renewing your mind by the word of God, so that when you seek or what you seek and what you desire, though it be God's will to be granted, it, however, is also acceptable and perfect at the same time, so that not only God's will, but God's appeasing is completed as well. And a blessed new year to you all, and may it be not only according to God's will, but also acceptable and pleasing to him. Praise and glory be to the one triune God, Father and Son and Holy Spirit forever. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. Please don't forget to rate and review this podcast and share with your friends and family. For any future topic suggestions or to give us detailed feedback, please visit our link in the show notes, linktr.ee forward slash double edged sword. Until next time, God bless you all.